welcome back for another video. Double Gaming 29 is wrapped up, and in this video we'll look forward to a Saturday deadline for Gaming 30. As always, we'll talk about the transfer plans, the captaincy and chip strategy for the rest of the season. Before we look at the team, as we approach the crunch time part of the season, I strongly recommend becoming a Fantasy Football Scout member. You can join for only one month and benefit from the endless FPL tools available such as player comparison, projected points and custom data tables. All the stats I mentioned in videos come from my tables and I've made them public for you to use. On top of that, becoming a member supports the channel as well, so to try it out, click the link at the top of the description. Big thanks to Scout for their support. A quick look back at how Gamic 29 went then. 122 points all out, about as good as I could have hoped for without the bench boost, having used it up already in Gamic 27. Very happy with that, as I was half expecting a red arrow, given the significant number of bench boost active last game week. The Gamic 27 bench boost scored 29 on the bench for 129 total points and this week's team scored 122 with 19 benched so it was a successful play reflecting back. The punt on Salah captaincy works until it didn't having scored in the first game while Rashford blanked but Klopp surprised us all for benching for Salah in the second game. It's the sort of punts that will be required to try and accelerate up the ranks as I'm still away off where I'd want to be at this point. One tool I recommend checking out is FPL Review's Season Review Tool, as you can chuck in your team ID and it analyzes your team to show your variance. Essentially your current rank compared to where you'd be expected to be based on expected goals and projected points. They don't sponsor the channel at all, it's just a great tool to provide cleaner feedback and it helps managers avoid binning a good strategy. For example, let's say a player you own misses an absolute sitter and he blanks. All you'd see is two points, but digging deep you've actually been unlucky. Anyway, I chucked my ID in and I've been somewhat on the extreme side of bad variance this season with minus 69 over the season. For comparison, last season I was incredibly lucky and I had 132 positive points variance when I was ranked 1. So the overall point I'm making is that if you're having a difficult season, don't assume that you're playing poorly necessarily. The review tool might show that you've just been unlucky more than anything. Or vice versa, you might be having an incredible season you've been somewhat lucky, which would be hard to replicate. Anyway, it looks sensible to take a moment to review a difficult season rank-wise. I wouldn't play much differently next season. Had I had exactly zero variance, let alone any positive, I'd be comfortably inside top 100k. So in other words, the strategy is pretty good, and plus 69 from where I am now would be a top 100k rank already, let alone any positive variance. So that's the game we play, there's a lot of luck combined with skill. Anyway, enough rambling, let's have a look at how the team looks for Gamic 30 and the transfer plans. Starting off in goal, which is Raya. The alternative is still who faces Spurs. This one's actually really close given Newcastle's a really tough fixture this season and Spurs have looked poor recently while Brighton have been excellent. Brighton and Brentford are both 25% on the clean sheet odds this week so they're dead even. Given I own a couple of Newcastle defenders and the odds are equal I might be tempted to switch Steerlin as the 0-0 is very hopeful. The back three is Chilwell, Trippier and Botman. Chilwell finally came good in the second of his double taking the clean sheet and three bonus against Liverpool. We've since learned that Lampard will be expected to come back in as interim manager till the end of the season. Whether Chelsea stick with a back three remains to be seen, perhaps Lampard switches to a back four which he used at times as well. This could potentially reduce Chilwell's threat, but away to Wolves is a great game for us Chilwell owners. Newcastle also came good last week and in the fixture I expected at least in against Man United. Perhaps in these videos we'll continue keeping tabs on Trippier's potential push into the all-time FPL dream team. He's now at 168 points, 203 is enough to earn him in the spot in the all-time team, 213 points makes him the highest scoring defender in FPL history, so for that he needs 4.6 points per match for the remainder on average. 
Bottman snuck into bonus as well against Man United, which was a nice surprise. Newcastle are away to Brentford this week, who are no pushovers. Tony avoided a yellow card, so he will be getting the nod up against these two. The midfielders March, Madison, Rashford and Salah. Another call to make between March and Matoma. Matoma is undoubtedly in the better form, though March isn't doing badly himself. Racked up 0.97 xG in double game week 29, but failed to score. Matoma is the more clinical of the two, while March tends to rack up a higher expected goal involvement. Over the last four game weeks, March has had one more big chance, created two more chances, and he's taken four more shots in the box. In game week 29, March's 2.07 expected goal involvement was highest among all midfielders. It is a close call between the two for me, which leads me to back the differential in March as I hope to push up the ranks. Madison was withdrawn with an injury late last game, which is something I'll have to monitor. A massive shame as the intention was to play him home to Bournemouth and then sell him, which is a great fixture for Leicester. If he's out for that game, then he'll leave the team. We'll talk more on transfer plans later. Rashford gets the armband for the home game to Everton. Back on the score sheet against an organised Brentford team. A run of three blanks in a row ended, and hopefully he's back to form that he showed previously. Four double-digit hauls since the World Cup. It's an awkward week for those still involved in European football. Man City, Chelsea, Man United, etc. Some players could see reduced minutes, and perhaps Rashford's one of those. If you want someone you know will play the 90, then avoid the likes of Haaland and Rashford, and back the likes of Watkins, Kane or Saka. Salah completes the midfield, who I expect to return to Liverpool start in 11, up against top of the league Arsenal. Over the last six games played, Salah's top in the league for non-penalty expected goal involvement, and that's off the back of a bench as well. Salah's around 25% owned at my rank, so he's a significant differential to Haaland. Very, very few teams have both Haaland and Salah. So if Mo can deliver, it's the sort of good fortune that could help me kick on. As an Arsenal fan, I'll take a 3-2 win against Liverpool, with Salah scoring the two. The front three is Kane, Tony and Watkins. Kane's up against Steele this week, Tony's up against the Newcastle defenders. Not ideal this week, but that's how it goes sometimes. Spurs were so poor against Everton, and it was ultimately a penalty that led to their breakthrough in the one-all draw. There is the option to sell Kane for Haaland, but it might not be worthwhile, particularly if Madison's out. On top of that, the loose plan is to free-hit in Gamic 34 rather than Gamic 32, and buying Haaland basically locks me into 32 instead. Tony's just about hanging in there for many of our teams, and I know many wouldn't have minded a booking to force the Tony to Haaland transfer. It's not a transfer available to me without a minus four, and he definitely gets the nod this week. If he somehow manages to avoid a yellow card suspension and the ban in the coming weeks, I actually quite like the look of his next five fixtures overall. It's a home fixture in Blank Gamic 32 against Aston Villa as well, which is sufficient. So Watkins was Gamic 29's second top scorer after Wilson with a 17-pointer. It's hard to overlook him in current form for captaincy. He's got the vice-captaincy for the home game against Forest. Forest have conceded 34 goals on the road this season. Only Bournemouth have conceded more on the road, somewhat inflated by the 9-0 against Liverpool as well. Only one blank in his last 10 games for Watkins. Let me know who your captain is in the comments. There are a few good options this week. On the bench, it's still Matoma, Zinchenko and Gabriel. Happy to bench the Arsenal defenders this week. Liverpool have been poor, but I think they'll put one past Arsenal. Again, if sticking to the free hit 34 plan, then they'll be useful in game week 32, home to Southampton. Steele and Matoma are the two question marks on the bench. Steele could get the nod, and then we hope that Newcastle can continue their goal-scoring form against Raya. Matoma feels like the right one to start over March, on form, but they're even on the projection, so the temptation is to go with March. And that brings us to the transfer plans. The transfers will depend on the Madison news this week. If he's fine, then the plan is to roll the transfer. If he's out, then with 1.4 mil on the bank, the plan is to bring Saka in for the Liverpool game. 
If there's any uncertainty over Madison, I'll likely make the move regardless rather than risk it. Saka's benching was a one-off last match and he will be back in the 11 against Liverpool. This of course means no Haaland which is a risk. It's one I'm willing to take at this point. The hope is that he sits one of the next two out, given Man City are juggling Champions League against Bayern Munich either side. It could be make or break so let's see what happens on next week's video. Thanks for watching, before you go please drop the video a like if you enjoyed it and make sure you subscribe to the channel to find out how no Haaland goes. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.